getting to know more about God in His Word and meeting some interesting people along the way. This is the Ben Everson Podcast. Thanks for being on today's podcast and listening to us. I'm so excited to be able to bring this uh, wonderful interview to you. I was able to get in contact with Pastor Joe Shakur at the Tabernacle Baptist Church in Wilson, North Carolina. We've been there many times over the years, and it's exciting to hear the wonderful things that God is doing there. Uh, I'm going to ask him some really quick questions and see how he responds to them. And uh, I'm sure the answer is going to be interesting and informative as you listen. Thanks for joining. Hey, well, I'll get right to it to save your time as well. But uh, thanks for taking time to be with us today. Absolutely. Uh, I want to hit a question right off the bat uh, and just kind of just hit you with it here and see what your thoughts are. Number one. How do we stay genuine and real as Christians in this age of facade? So much uh, is just glitz and uh, commercialism and um, the image that people put out there, you know, social influencers, all that type of thing. How do we stay real? I think that's a a tremendous question. I think uh, the key is to make a decision every day uh, to die to self and to surrender to the Lord Jesus. I think it's more more about less than about being real and more about having a relationship with Jesus Christ because he is transforming us into his image. And as we are becoming more like Jesus, uh, we, uh, it changes us. And, um, mm, mm-hmm. but I think people are looking for authenticity, but the greatest authentic area that we can, uh, demonstrate is a relationship with Jesus Christ. Oh, I love that answer because uh, the next, the follow-up to that is that, you know, I know that being authentic, that was a, a kind of a, a buzzword for a while and now it's genuineness and all this type of stuff. Right. But can't you be genuinely, you know, some people are like, well, I'm sinful. That's just who I am. Hey, I'm being <laughs> genuine. <laughs> and that's the key. I mean, they say, you know, that's, this is who I am. Well, I, I'm half Irish, half Mediterranean. So that's a a pretty volatile mix, you know, as far as a, <laughs> an anger, you know, there's terrorism on both sides. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I get angry. I could get angry at the drop of the hat. I could drop the hat to get angry. But the yeah. key is when Christ saved, when God saved me, he didn't save me to be like me. He saved me to be more like his son, Jesus Christ. So it's dying to self. It's conformity into his image. This is the real me. Well, no, it's actually who the devil wants you to be. And uh, mm, the question mm. is, who does, who does God want me to be? Oh, that is so good. Now, at, we do have some uh, preachers and pastors that listen to podcasts, too. Wonderful. Is there anything that you can uh, give to those of us who preach on a regular basis? Uh, because there is an element of, I don't know what the right word would be, but when we're up in front of people or trying to be professional, right. you know, and, and such, how, how can we make sure that when we're being professional, we don't become professional, if that makes any sense? Well, I think the old statement is, uh, can you hear me here? I think the old statement was um, a shepherd should smell like sheep. And oh. it's just, you know, being around people, people, they see your flaws I, and they see uh, they see who you are for who you are. And that's OK. I don't think we have to and we should not put on this facade and we should not pretend. I think there's a lot of anxiety. There's a lot of depression in the ministry. There's a lot of. The same social anxiety that other people have, and you know, in 
um, you know, actors have. It, that word for hypocrite is an actor. Mm-hmm. So if you're constantly acting, uh, then you're going to have anxiety. But if you are, if you live your life for the Lord and you're, you bring people close to you and allow them to see your hurts, allow them to see uh, your flaws, uh, be honest, uh, be open, and spend time with people. I think that's one of the best things that we can do. Where we're as we uh, as we shepherd people. Well, that's good encouragements. Uh, I'm going to change tack on you here sure. a little bit, and uh, uh, I know uh, I follow you on social media yeah. and such. And you're a person that uh, you are not afraid to stand out and just say what you believe is right based on the Word of God. I appreciate that about you. It gives uh, others of us boldness and such. So I'm going to ask you this question. Here it comes. Sure. Should we rethink separation? <laughs> Re- rethink separation. Well, yeah, I hate to go around it this way, but it doesn't really matter what we think. It's what does the Bible say. Scripture clearly lays out the principle of separation throughout the Word of God. Be ye separate, saith the Lord. Touch not the unclean thing. Uh, we're not to uh, have fellowship with undar- uh, uh, works of, undark- of uh, darkness or the unfruitful works of darkness. So that principle of separation is be ye separate, and that is uh, that remains. So as far as rethinking it, as far as um, applying it, it, it's not it's not isolation. It's separation. And that's one mm. of the things we have to be very careful of. We're not some cloistered Amish community, uh, you know, glorifying in our lack of electricity. We are to be right. in the world <laughs> and not of it. And I think that's uh, that's key. And in, in living your life um, now not isolated but separated it's not a problem about you know the statement is it's not a problem if the water's in you know the boat's in the water the problem is if the water's in the boat and uh, mm. you know we're, we are to be um, actively involved but separate from what god told us to be separate from do you think that people are just kind of tired from having to learn discernment yeah i think absolutely i think so uh they like to the common thing is either to rely upon what someone else says or what makes somebody else happy then we become pleasers of man and not pleasing god when we follow the word of god and rightly divide the word of truth ask for spiritual discernment he will give us direction Mm. do you think that some of our uh the culture of course if you disagree with somebody then automatically Uh, that means you hate them yeah you know do you think we're we're seeing that right yeah that's that's the key um We've seen a lot of that, but you can disagree with someone, not be disagreeable. You can be bold and not belligerent. You know, that's the right. I think Dr. Comfort puts it this way, having the right position and disposition. Those are all key. Um, But now there's microaggression where I'm offended at something that you did against someone else and I'm offended for them. You know, that's out there as well today. Oh, yeah. We we have to just we have to speak the truth in love and. and, and let the you know let the, let the Lord lead us. Say it, mean it, leave it. You know. <laughs> mm, mm, oh, that's that's good. Well, if you're just joining us, uh, we are with uh, Pastor Joe Shakur, and uh, we appreciate you squeezing us in your busy schedule here. And uh, one of the things I enjoy asking pastors in particular is something I learned from my dad. A question to ask, and that is, if you were, it's the desert island question as far as books, right? So here you are, Desert Island. Uh, Bible doesn't count, so you can you already have that. But there's no power on the island, so you can't you know take your Kindle and <laughs> just take the whole library. What are your top three or four books that you would have with you? 
Well, if I'm an, on an island with no electricity, I guess the U.S. Army Manual of Survival would be at the top yeah. as well. Um, <laughs> yeah, okay, that so works. Excluding okay. those, and you know how okay. to how to right. books right. for dummies. Uh, right. <laughs> you know, I would say the three books that have been influential in in my life has been by uh, Dr. John R. Rice. Really, anything he writes, but the Power of Pentecost was mm. transformative in my understanding of uh, things of the Holy Spirit. And that's been a tremendous blessing. And then if I was in a place where I was alone and living the Christian life, uh, it would be um, another great book with John Bunyan's um, A Pilgrim's Progress. Oh, yeah. Um, just just a classic, um, classic work there. And then uh, I, would, I would have to I would have to go. Um, I would have to go with something, uh, some, some sort of poetry. <laughs> to keep me busy oh, so yeah, I, exactly yeah. I didn't even think about that yeah longfellow or uh you know even you know some classic uh some classic literature as well see now my my mental level i probably have for the poetry <laughs> section probably be dr seuss yeah oh, there uh, we go. There we go. little green eggs and ham right uh, <laughs> right i like it i'm i'm so glad you mentioned that one by uh dr rice because yeah. do you think that sometimes we as independent baptists we get uh in general we're a little afraid of that topic of the holy spirit because charismatics i think so absolutely there's been a pendulum swing and unfortunately you know we mentioned separation i'm thankful that dr rice and his his books were there for my parents coming out of uh, charismatic Catholicism, trying mm. to find what was true without people just saying, "Look, we don't deal with that." Here's a here's a pat answer, and we're not going to answer your questions. Get away! But wow, there was someone like Dr. Rice who really explained the things of the Spirit. Didn't hide from it. Was asking for the fullness and anointing and manifest presence of God, and was not uh, outside of the Word of God. Um, right absolutely and, and i it, it really does it, it bothers me it concerns me how there are many christians that it's afraid to even mention the holy spirit when he's equally mm. god he is equally god right uh, the forgotten god um so anyways um that is something dr rice i read that every year at the start of the year oh, um, i ask for his filling and anointing in ministry and uh ask the lord to guide me so i read the book of acts and you know meditate upon uh, being filled with his presence and filled with his power uh, because without him, we could do nothing and he can do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us. So uh, mm -hmm. that's something that we need. We definitely, we, we need. Oh, that's so wonderful. I I'm throwing in one extra question sure, sure. because people will, will be interested in this. I think I know what you mean, but even I want to know a little bit of a clarification charismatic catholicism can you yeah. define that a little bit yeah uh, back in the 70s uh, there was a big movement um, of of catholics that were you know they were they were getting involved in this charismatic movement uh and the charismatic the catholics they they didn't want to lose these members that were interested in certain charismatic things and so uh, they yes. pretty much adopted and which was very it's very indicative of a lot of Catholicism worldwide. Just adapt to wherever you're at. So right. uh, my parents were were Catholics, traditional Catholics, Latin mass Catholics. And this Bible study was, um, you know, involved in the charismatic speaking in tongues and things like that. Um, extra biblical actions, uh, a lot of it emotionalism. Mm -hmm. um, and so they got caught up in that and were involved in it and there's something that just they met my parents knew you know really wasn't right 
But uh, that that was a movement, and it's still in South America. We would probably find uh, that very active uh, Catholic charismaticism, where they're Catholics, but they're also um, very active in the things of uh, um, ecstatic utterances and, and things of that nature. Well, it's so I, I I didn't realize that was part of your background and your testimony yeah. there with your parents. That's yeah, my wife grew up in Mexico, and it's hard for some people who mm-hmm. uh, are, are here in the States to realize the Catholic Church is very much like a chameleon. That's right. And and they'll adopt and adapt. So they look they look pretty evangelical here in the United States sometimes because they're trying to look that way. But you go to some of these other places or a new theological fad such as charismaticism rolls mm-hmm. around, they, mm-hmm. they'll, they, they want the people and they'll adapt themselves. So I, I appreciate you bringing that up. Absolutely. Yeah. So if people uh, want to find you, I always like to ask our pastors and, and guests and such, if people want to find you, what's the best way to do it? I know you've got a radio station there. You've got, of course, church there, website, Christian school. Uh, what's the best uh, information you can give for people looking for you? Yes, uh, we are at uh, TBC, Tabernacle Baptist Church, tbcwilson.com. And uh, we're on Sermon Audio, and we have all of our services live, and we uh, put all of our, uh, our messages online as well. So I think uh, we're also, our radio stations are on TuneIn. Uh, it's 97.3 WBIC, and uh, there's an affiliate of Rejoice Radio as well with us. Oh, fantastic. And folks, uh, I've been to Wilson many times over the years and just really great people. And they'll make you feel at home if you're passing through or if you don't have a good Bible preaching church in your area. uh, Check them out, whether it's in person or online, you won't be sorry. Hey, thanks so much, Brother Joe. We appreciate it. May God bless you. Hey, thank you. God bless. Thanks for joining us on the Ben Everson podcast. Learn more at beneverson.com.